Okay, so I am sitting here with my, I'm going to call him my best friend, Dave. Uh, we have known each other 13 years, and he is a big part of my design life. He doesn't maybe realize that, but we met, uh, we met in the design field. He's a kitchen designer, and um, I do interior design, and we ended up collaborating on a few kitchens together. And um, he introduced me to the world of astrology. And the reason that this is important is because in my interior design, especially as I've moved further into my career and I've been doing it, I think I figured over 16 years, I have tried to be a very intuitive designer and come from a place of consciousness. So when I'm working with people in their spaces, I am trying to um, to be very in tune to what is going to support them best. Because to me, an, a space being aesthetically pleasing is more than just fitting into a trend or looking like, you know, what the Joneses are doing. It's about creating a space that reflects the person living in the space. Now, the more people that live in the space, the more complex that becomes. But um, it was my relationship with Dave that made me really begin to work with the idea of conscious creating in environment. And I wanted to kind of, I'm going to just kind of talk about how that happened. And then um, Dave and I are going to have a conversation because we're two friends that both have our strengths and um, we have a lot of similarities, but we also have a lot of differences. Dave works a lot in astrology and symbolism. His handle is Metaphor Man. Um, he sees and is very intuitive about the metaphors of what are happening around us. Um, we live in a very physical world. And so even those that are in like the spiritual um, focus, I guess, in their life, you know, you, you can't you can't disregard the fact that we have a lot of physical elements around us. And so what we do as designers is we take the physical elements around us and we try to make them harmonize with, you know, our clients and, and ourselves. But when you do it with consciousness, then you're really creating um, something more meaningful that can actually help guide you um, to having a little more purpose in your life. So basically what happened when I met Dave as I was going through my first divorce and um, he offered to do an astrological reading and I'm sure he remembers I was very nervous so we have a similar background we were both raised LDS and um, we're also called Mormon although they don't like to be that anymore but um, I thought I was gonna get struck by lightning going to this reading he offered it to me as a friend because um, we had started doing this uh, designing over at a venue called Orson Gigi together. And um, he was, I think he was curious about me because this is what you learn about people who do astrology is they want to know who everybody is. And they start getting little hits of intuition, but they're like, I got to look at this person's chart. I got to figure out if this is what I'm really seeing or this is real. I mean, they, they just can't help themselves. So he had to... <laughs> He had to um, look at my chart. So he offered me a reading, and I went to this reading, and he sat me down. 
and told me uh, about myself. He knew more about me than anyone. And he knew just through this chart reading the things that I'd struggled with, my greatest hurts. Um, he knew of my talents, um, my untapped potential, I guess you could say. He saw everything. And I just sat there with tears running down my face. And I really wasn't quite ready to process all of the information. But as our friendship has developed over the years, he would say, well, April, remember this, remember this about your chart. And I started having aha moments about it. Um, but my biggest aha moment is the one that I'm going to explain really quickly right here. Um, I don't have any earth in my chart. I'm going to start there. And we actually, when I got here today, we were discussing this. But um, in 2008, 2009, I lost my job. I was working for a big builder uh, running his design center. And I ended up getting rear-ended by a semi-truck two days later. And then um, I just was in a series of like hardship where I was physically unable to work. I was disabled for a time. And then over, you know, that, that was a very difficult year for everybody. Over that time period, I lost my home. So I ended up in this little shabby um, basement apartment. And I was still doing design work from time to time. And I was working this, I found like a little part-time job that made very little. I was doing the best I could to raise my two children. And he had a kitchen and he, he always comes out of retirement. I'm just saying this <laughs> to do a few kitchens here and there. So I had this kitchen that he wanted me to help him with because he is a very good kitchen designer, but he loves my take on materials and color. Um, he loves collaborating. We have a great collaborative relationship besides the fact that we have become very close friends. And in a way, he's a friend, but in a way he's also been a father figure to me. Um, he's someone I've been able to come to when I didn't have that relationship, somebody I could counsel with who um, could give me advice. And so our friendship is is kind of um, maybe unusual, um, but very I'm very grateful for it. And I happen to believe that I've known him before. I, I think that, um, I think there was a purpose in our having this friendship because it's lasted so long. And he has watched me evolve um, in ways that nobody else has been close enough to me or known me long enough to see me evolve. But this was kind of a key point in our life as, a, as friends where he said, hey, I have this kitchen I wanna help, I want your help with, I'm gonna bring the plans over. So he came into this space of mine for the first time. And I had most of my stuff in storage because I could not deal with the fact that I was there. I wasn't ready to pull it out. I didn't really wanna make a life in that space. Um, so it was pretty shabby and I had a mattress on the floor and, you know, uh, my kids' beds and I was just kind of living with the bare minimum. And he walked into the space and he said, you know, he evaluated it. He's like, where's your earth? Fire. Oh, my fire. That's right. Where's your fire? Yeah, earth's a big one too, but he, that's right. My fire was out. And I looked at him kind of funny and I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> Because I always think about the fact that uh, Saturn kind of uh, suppresses my fire. So I already have a fire suppression, okay? And if you know a little bit about astrology, that might make sense. But um, 
I mean, Earth's is important too because Earth is what helps bring in income and money. And I was struggling with that. But I think the most critical element was that my passion was gone, my drive and my ambition. And I will say that when I moved into that apartment after losing my home, all my dreams, everything that I cared about, all my ambitions were just dead. Nothing excited me, nothing ignited me. I remember getting up in the morning to take my children to school and then crawling back into bed in um, dark depression. And I was just kind of barely hanging there and functioning. So he walked into the space and he could read the space and he was like, where's your fire? And um, I was like, I don't know what you mean. How, how do I bring fire back in? So at his urging, I began bringing elements into the space and um, I brought in the color red. Um, I used, I went and bought red dishes from Target to start eating our food off of. Um, I painted a few of like my pieces of furniture red. Uh, I started bringing red in and things actually started kind of coming together for me. Now, I don't know if the magic is in bringing the red in. I'm not sure that's what causes it or if it's the awareness and the consciousness that my fire is out I don't have any passion. I, I've lost my zest for life. So I, uh, I need to remember that. I need to keep that in my mind. So every time you put something in your environment that reminds you, then you have that um, in your mind. And so to me, it was an exercise of reminding myself daily that I need to do things that bring back the fire. And I did things like a life vision. I got involved in different um, courses and trying to find that desire to live again. And um, that's where I'm going to start this because Dave and I have collaborated and talked about uh, using the elements, using astrology, using all that information to finding a way to make our spaces um, more like a vision board to inspire us and to help us find balance in our life. And that's what he clued me into, the potential of that, when he helped me with my space. And definitely my life has changed a lot since then, but that is why I want to start having conversations with Dave. I want to bring him in on this podcast and um, start having conversations. And hopefully I can get him to do live videos with me on Instagram. So that's your big intro, Dave. I wanted to, to, to know what you, if you had any thoughts about that time period. And well, I'm gonna um, back up, <clears throat> excuse me, back up a little bit. Um, um, sometimes when I'm, when I'm talking with something, somebody and they're not necessarily a close friend or family member, um, I'll listen to their conversation, I'll listen to word choices, I'll listen to things that they're sharing with me uh, and see if intuitively I can I can figure out what element they're missing or what element they're suppressing. And so that situation with you was was pretty easy to do that because I actually was invited into your environment. First thing I, I ask when uh, I feel someone's fires out, um, even if I'm not in their actual home, is to ask them if their fire, if they have a fireplace, and if it's working, and it's um, just kind of a, a fun in a sense uh, to 
to uh, get their their answer and their reaction is oh I haven't used my fireplace in years or uh, my wife put some decorations in the fireplace and we never we never use it and so I'm kind of going oh that's the first thing so the the element the actual element of fire is missing from their home and they don't have the warmth and they don't have the heat and they don't have the light and some of the things that that fire represents um, which if it stays uh, uh, deficient can often lead to health problems, and um, and so I, I'm, without going into too much depth, uh, people say, "Well, I don't have a fireplace." Well, then you can still bring fire in with candles. You can still bring fire in with with other other things. You know, even even uh, false fireplaces and stuff like that, just to have the fire element um, uh, present. You mentioned I uh, that you don't know whether the color or you know the you know the method that you're you using to bring fire into your environment is doing anything um, I'm not sure about that either but I do know that I love sitting by a fireplace yeah and I have uh, that's my strongest element but it's also one of the the uh, most restricted in my uh, psychology and so fireplaces is very important to me psychologically but also for my health and so I have a fireplace and I use it quite frequently in the winter. I have a fire pit outside and I enjoy just, you know, putting my feet up on the fire, you know, and reading and having a drink out in my backyard by the fire uh, fire pit. I also have a wood burning stove that I never use. But <laughs> I, I was thinking today of, of, of the fire that's, you know, represented in my, in my home. I've seen the, the various elements. Um, so the, the psychology of not having fire in your environment was symbolic of where you were in your life at that particular time. Yeah. Extremely depressed and, and understandably so. Right. Um, and so the fire, fire represents, you know, um, warmth and growth and, and, um, and comfort sometimes. Uh, uh, you know, if it's out of balance, then it can represent total destruction. Right. Because um, you could burn your whole world to the ground. You could burn your whole, whole yeah. world down to the ground. Um, and so there's always a negative to all the different um, elements. You know, water can be floods and and um, air can be, you know, tornadoes and hurricanes right. and stuff like that. So um, uh, it, it was, I just remember it was just a comment. Um, yeah. And, you know, it wasn't like... I was going to, I came in to uh, judge your, you know, your environment, but I'm just, after talking with you, I'm kind of going, where's your, just a simple question, where's your fire? Then the intention was, I'm going to bring fire into my life and what it represents, and that can turn things around. Yeah. So. So I think, um, for me, that was a very, so those are, that was a very significant um point where I really started to think more seriously about my astrological chart. Um, we'd always talked about how I had the fire suppression. Um, I have Leo in fire and Leo is, you know, that attention seeker kind of mentality. That's how we see Leo the lion, you know, like, look at me, I'm magnificent. And I had also always struggled like promoting my business, promoting myself. And as time has gone on, from what I learned from you, I tried to say to Leo, 
Well, more to Saturn. Hey, Saturn, get off my back. I have to use my Leo right now and promote myself. So like every time I get on Instagram and I talk about a design job or I present myself, I'm really having to shove aside that Leo suppression, that fire suppression, and allow that fire, that candle to burn a little bit, allow myself to be seen. And it's very much out of my comfort zone. Without those conversations with you, I don't think I would have realized why I do it, you know, why I suppress that fire and I don't like to um, show show myself. I Like, I could be such an um, introvert, uh, if, if I allowed myself to be, but I can't really function in the world doing um, what I need to being an introvert, um, which brings me to something else. Um, another thing that Dave has always brought up and it did not really hit me till the last few years. And I think it's because he maybe said it in a way that this Libra air sign <laughs> mind could finally grasp. Cause I do really well with verbal communication. That's why I like, People don't always understand that sometimes the reason I have to talk it out is that's the way I, I process it. And Dave understands that about me. But he had said to me one day, your moon sign is what you brought with you. That's who you are. That's what you brought here with you. Your sun sign is who you came here to be. And I really thought a lot about that because um, I have a Gemini moon and a very much um, vibe with that. I feel like it's very natural for me to function um, like the way I analyze everything, like a Gemini. But the Libra, certain things come natural to me, but I never thought of it as, okay, that's who I'm here to be. That's what I'm supposed to operate as, I guess. Well, what you had brought up about my chart that finally clicked is that my sun sign is in the house of career. So who I am, my career, and I want to make sure this is still recording. Yeah, we're still recording. Um, I meant to make sure nobody could call in and I forgot to do that. So um, anyway. Well, Lib Libra uh, is so much uh, connected to beauty that being in the 10th house is like my career is revolves around creating beauty. And, um, you know, and it's kind of like, um, yes, there's parts of you that, that are not good with self-promotion uh, for various reasons. And, um, but you almost need to do that in order to get that high profile in, in the 10th house, which is how you want to be seen in the community. And so it just says, I, I want to be a career woman. Well, and I had a really hard time accepting that because of uh, the Mormon upbringing. Absolutely. And I absolutely loved being a mother and raising my children. Uh, it just, I was kind of taught that that was it for me. That's all a woman's supposed to do and what she's supposed to be good for. And it, it's, it was tormenting to be born and have all these other things about me that I felt like I wasn't allowed to do. I mean, all through... Um, my youth, my father discouraged my doing my art. Um, they, they discouraged everything, actually. <laughs> Anything I loved, it was like, oh, I'm going to discourage you. That That's not the most important thing. Um, I was raised with that. Um, if it doesn't get you to the celestial kingdom, it doesn't matter kind of a mindset. Um, and so it wasn't really till a few years ago. And it, part of it is that my children are now adults. And as they were entering adulthood, 
I was like, well, what's to keep me from really exploring the idea that I am um, a career woman? Like, I, I know I'm entrepreneurial. I have an entrepreneurial, I can't say that, entrepreneurship, but that, that, that spirit, you know, I know that I have that, that ability. I, I think I like the word um, ambitious. I'm very ambitious I, because I have a lot of creative ideas and things that I want to try and do. And for years, I judged myself about that. And it really was significant to see that I came here to be this very thing that I was judging. And I would have never known that without Dave pointing it out to me in my chart. We want to take another step <laughs> further. <laughs> okay. And have it, have it on a recording. Sure. Uh, do you want to talk about um, uh, psychic splits? I don't think we've talked about psychic splits before. Right, let's talk about that for a second. Uh, it doesn't have to be too long involved. Okay, um, you came in as a, a Gemini moon, and the key phrase for Gemini is I think, and it's a walking computer. It loves to learn a, a little about a lot of things, and it's very good in communication, and it is information in, information out, so there's the you know, the teaching aspects and the, you know, the communication aspects. Is, okay, let me talk to you about what I learned yesterday. Or let me, you know, that sort of thing. So there's wanting to share the information that, that you glean. However, it, your moon is conjunct Mars. And Mars is a warrior. And Mars is assertive and aggressive. And, and um, it is uh, feisty. <laughs> okay. And I've seen that come out in the last few months or few few years with you, right? And even the last few months, um, that uh, uh, you have resisted because it wasn't particularly supported, right? Um, growing up and stuff like that. So you're you got a warrior energy to you. At the same time, you have a Libra Sun, which is a peacemaker, and so there's a part of you that that gets really fired up. And then the lever has to apologize for it because it came off too strong. Like, oh, sorry about that. <laughs> and so, um, uh, however, let me let me finish this off because this, the, another combination that you have is Pluto, which represents personal power conjunct your son's son. And so you have been raised to not be a powerful female, and yet you came here to be a powerful woman, person, whatever, um, but you have gone through all these different systems that has kept you feeling less than powerful. Right. And you're coming into your power, April, and I, for one, am very supportive of that, but uh, there's, I'm, I'm guessing to just hear the word power, we've had this conversation, <laughs> have we not? Yes. Okay, uh, you still having issues with the word power? Probably a little bit. Okay, so... It, because you also emphasized that one of the lessons I was here to learn is what a misuse of power looks like so that... So, so people have misused their power and harmed me. But the lesson was to show me what I was not to be when I was in my own power. Yeah, it's a little further down the line. <laughs> the first part is is to, to experience... Um, firsthand the, the abuse of power and say I never want to do that 
right. never want to be that. I don't want to um, misuse power. Right. Um, I don't think you've gotten to the point yet, if you don't mind personal stuff, uh, of owning your own power to the degree that I know you're going to, but it's coming. So you better better uh, gear up, dear. <laughs> Put on your seatbelt. Um, and yes, that intimidates me. So, so you've got the warrior part, but you've got the peacemaker part, and that's kind of an inner inner conflict. You've got the one that wants to be nice and wants everybody to love you, but then you have this power uh, aspect. Uh, one of the most powerful aspects in in a per that a person can have in their chart is Pluto conjunct the Sun, and um, and it it I mean it's it, it, there's going to be a time where you're just not going to take any crap. I feel like in ways I'm sticking my toe in on that. Well, I'm sure I'm sure you are. It's coming. Um, yeah. But you have not had a lot of support in your life for being a powerful woman, and that's sad to me um, as your friend, but also because it's quite common with women not to have their not have their power uh, recognized or supported. Right, unless they. Our big bulldozer. There, there's those certain well, that's, personalities. That's another, that's another concern. You I, want to bring that up? I don't want to be that. Well, there could... And okay. that's maybe how I visualize it. And those visualizations can prevent you from moving into, um, in, into your own personal power. Because if you kind of go, I don't want to be the CEO bitches that I see, you know, in the workplace. And we know, you know, they're not... Feminine, they're masculine, right? And um, uh, and I don't want to be like that because you're a Libra and you want everybody to love you and you'll adapt your behaviors so that people love you. But you came in with this aspect that says, um, "I'm not going to be a doormat. What I'm going to develop is the persuasive aspect of Libra, the ability to see both sides of an issue." Right. Um, and uh, and use diplomacy and use you know uh, compromise and stuff like that, which is not a abdication of of power, but it actually makes you more powerful because you kind of go, can't we all get along? Can, you know, can't we have this be a win-win? A balance. Well, spoken like a true Libra. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think I think we definitely seek for balance. Um, I'm going to wrap this particular one up. I think we might start another one um, because I have some questions I want to ask, but I'm going to make it a part two because we're almost at 30 minutes. Um, but I wanted to have this conversation with Dave because we're going to start having more conversations and I'm going to start talking a little bit more about consciously creating um, environment to support uh, who we are and what we're trying to um, reflect in this world and what we're trying to um, support ourselves in. Um, because as you probably picked up with this conversation, we have all these aspects to ourselves and sometimes we have aspects that we haven't tapped into or we haven't accepted. Um, but if we do, they can empower us. So that is why uh, Dave and I are going to start having these conversations and um, 
we're gonna we're gonna try to build a podcast uh, so that there's a way to interact and ask questions. I think it would be nice to get to a point where we even answer questions about other people's charts where there are elements or um, even design questions that help people bring in something a little more personal to their space. So that's where we're trying to go with this. And I really appreciate you guys for tuning in. Have a great day.